want to invite you to turn with me over to the sixth chapter of the book of Matthew. We've been focusing on the Lord's Prayer, not as a prayer that we just repeat uh, out of rote or ritual, but as a pattern for praying and learning how to pray as our Lord taught us to pray. Uh, we will be just looking at verses 9 through 11, just that little snippet of the Lord's Prayer this morning. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 11, where Jesus said, Pray then in this way, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want to welcome you, and if you're listening to us uh, by live stream, I want to say good morning and welcome to you too. And I want to remind you inside your newsletter that's inserted in your bulletin, you'll find an outline. If you're an outline type person, then we'll be following along with that today. Um, one of my favorite authors is uh, Max Lucado. Have any of y'all read Max Lucado's books? I think I've read about all of them. In one of them, he tells a story about one time when he's about to come home from work, and he gets a phone call from his wife, Denilyn, and she says, Max, would you mind stopping at the store and getting a loaf of bread on your way home? Of course, dear. I'd be happy to do that. And then she said, Max, do I need to tell you where in the store the bread is located? And he said, of course not. I know I have a bread aisle tracking radar built into me, and he just goes on and on, and she says, Max, I need you to focus here, okay? So he goes in this supermarket, and on the way to the bread aisle, he spots a box of his favorite cereal, and I've got to have that, so into the basket it goes, you know? And then he looks at the box of cereal, and he thinks, I wonder if we need, I bet we need milk. So he goes to the dairy aisle and gets a gallon of milk, puts it in the cart, and he's looking at the milk and he thinks, you know what goes great with milk? Oreos. And then on the way to the cookie aisle, he's thinking about how wonderful Oreos are and how probably at the wedding banquet of the lamb in heaven, there's going to be tables with piles of Oreos and milk that we could just dunk and slurp our way through eternity. And he's thinking about all of this. He gets the Oreos, goes on by the next aisle and sees the chips, barbecue potato chips. How great would it be to have barbecue potato chips and Oreos under the same roof? That would just be perfect. So he gets barbecue chips, goes down the next aisle, and just sees the ice cream. He thinks, if there's one thing in my life that would make my life complete and make my happiness and joy complete, it would be ice cream. So he gets ice cream, puts it in there. He is so happy. He's so happy. Heads to the checkout line. He's just giddy with his accomplishments. Checks out, pays for it, goes to the car, driving home, whistling all the way home. He's so happy with himself. He goes in, places the bags on the counter before his wife, just like an offering. And she says, you've already guessed, where's the bread? The one thing that you, I identify so much with that, by the way. That one thing that was essential, the one thing, you forgot the bread. 
Well, these days, we, we might could forget the bread. It, it's not looked at today as the staff of life, that one essential thing as it used to be. As a matter of fact, if you were to Google, and I tried this, it, you actually do find this, if you Google the, the most popular diets of the day, uh, you'll find the keto diet, right, and, and the paleo diet, and the Mediterranean diet, and the Whole30 diet, and all of these most popular diets of the day. And all of them are a little bit different, but all of them have one thing in common. You can't have bread. How insane is that? No, that's, that's just my opinion. But you can't have bread. So bread these days is just it's an option, okay? You can have it. You can not. You can leave it off, okay? You can even have a hamburger without bread. Just wrap it up in lettuce and, and eat it. This would have been unheard of in Jesus' day because bread was seen as the staff of life. It was, it was not an add-on. It was not an afterthought. It was that thing that could help you to survive. If you had bread, you might not have anything else, but if you had bread, at least you could live. So it was, it was that important in Jesus' day, but it was also seen as symbolically as a, as a way that not just have a full tummy, but that God is providing this, and that's why give us this day our daily bread is so much deeper than just having food on the table. We're learning to pray as Jesus taught us. The first couple of sermons in this series, we reminded that we start praying with God, our Father in heaven, and we hallow his name, and we seek his will be done, and we pray that his kingdom would come. So it's not, a, our first lesson is, is prayer is not just about us. It starts with God, starts with our Heavenly Father. So having established that now, having gotten our priorities in order we come before god our heavenly father with our needs and we start by saying god you are our provider so let's break down that sentence give us this day our daily bread and and look at it for what it really is starting with the four letter word give when we say give we are asking god to give us what we need we're saying god you are my provider it comes from your hand now, that's not to say that we go and we just get a knife in one hand and a fork in the other hand and sit down at the table and look up and say, all right, God, send it and expect it to just fall out of the sky, okay? Because we know that, that we don't just say, give us our daily bread. We, we get up and go to work and we earn a paycheck and we manage the money that God uh, provides for us and we go to the store and we shop and we do all of the things and we're thankful for the farmer who raised it and all that we we remember all of that but at the end of it all at the beginning of it all we know that it's God who provides every good and perfect thing that we have I read a story about an old rabbi that was walking down uh, the village street one day and he saw a little boy carrying a loaf of bread and he stopped and he asked the little boy he said um, where, where did you get that bread son and he said, well, from the baker. And then the rabbi said, well, where did the baker get his flour? And he said, from the mill. And he said, well, where did the miller get the grain? And the little boy thought for a minute, and he said, from the farmer. And he said, well, where did the farmer get the wheat? And the little boy 
stopped for a minute more and said, he got it from God. And then he connected the dots and he said, so I guess I got this loaf of bread from God. And, and we could trace everything, every blessing in our lives, we all trace back to the hands of our Heavenly Father. It all comes from Him. I've been reading through the Bible in a year. Uh, it's an annual conference program that we have to read together. You read through the Bible. If you've ever tried doing that and you get through Genesis, and that's, that's kind of exciting, and you get through Exodus. Oh, I just love Exodus. Then you get to Leviticus, right? And you think, oh, I don't know if I can make it. All of these, you know, sacrifices and diseases and all of this kind of stuff. But then you come upon, last week I came upon chapter 24 in Leviticus. And so interesting to see what they did inside of the tabernacle, which is kind of like the portable temple that they took around that had the Ark of the Covenant, the Holy of Holies, and they made the offerings to the Lord. Every Sabbath day they would bake 12 loaves of bread. And they would put them on the golden table, these 12 loaves, two rows of six each. And they would put incense between the loaves, and they would offer these loaves of bread to God. And just this is just the way my mind works. I'm thinking, why are they offering bread to God? It's not like God is going to eat the bread. Because you read after that that Aaron and the other priests and their families actually ate the bread once it was presented to God. Um, but they presented this bread to God uh, because they wanted to always remember that God was the one who provided what they needed to live. God was the one who sustained them. It was kind of like the jar of manna that they kept inside the Ark of the Covenant. It was a reminder they were never to forget that when they were in the wilderness, they would not have survived if God didn't give them that bread. It was a way of saying, never forget where your bread comes from. And we need that reminder today too, don't we? Whatever meal that we have, whatever thing that blesses our lives, whatever we need for life, we never forget where our bread comes from. So the second word is us. Us is important because us stands in contrast to just me. Uh, so when we pray, it's a way of reminding us that we pray in community and we, we don't just say my father, which art in heaven. We say our father, which art in heaven. We don't just say give me my daily bread. We say, give us our daily bread. It's a reminder that when we pray this, if we want it just to be more than wasted words, we have to be willing to do something about it. That's like when we talked about last week when we said, uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If we're not willing to work for the kingdom, to work to make that a reality, then we're just blowing hot air. And when we say, give us this day our daily bread, we better be willing to put our feet where our faith is. This past week, on, in my 3D devotional, by the way, if you haven't signed up to receive those daily devotionals, uh, not just because I write one of them, but Andy writes one of them, Ken writes one of them, Sheila does one. So there, it's a really just kind of a, a, a nice little daily reminder. But in the daily devotional that I did this week, I talked about the give us this day, and I put a statistic out there that's so big 
it's hard to wrap your brain around. 815 million people go to bed hungry each night around the world. One out of ten goes to bed not really knowing where their bread is coming from. That's a lot to imagine. But now let's pull that in and think about our own backyard, okay? You want to think about Etowah County. Uh, let's talk about food insecurity right here in our own backyard. Food insecurity means uh, the state of being without reliable access to sufficient quantities of affordable, nutritious food. Food insecurity. 15.2% of residents in Etowah County are food insecure. 24% of children in Etowah County are food insecure. That means they're just not sure that there's going to be food. They're not sure that there's going to be enough, and they're not sure that it's going to be the right kind, the nutritious kind. 24% of children in Etowah County. So think about that when we pray, give us today our daily bread. That's why it's so important that we have ministries in our church like the Ladle of Love and while we support the CLIC program, uh, that's why I want everybody, okay, write this down. Put this on your calendar. Put it on your Google calendar on your phone. March the 10th, March the 10th, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, hymns for hunger, hymns for hunger. You all have probably been to this before. I'm excited. This is my first time to, to get to do this. This is going to be awesome. And what's so awesome about it is not just that we're going to have a choir loft filled with Requires from churches around the community, but it's awesome because we're going to work together to stock the shelves of our local food bank. So come and bring your neighbor, bring a bag of non-perishable goods. We're going to have the Salvation Army truck out front, and we're going to stuff it to the brim. We're going to take up an offering. We're going to hear great music, and it's all going to be so that when we say give us our daily bread, we really mean us and not just me. Give us. So the next part of that sentence is this day. Now you say, well, what's the big deal about this day? This day is harder than it sounds. Because if you're anything like me, I like to kind of run ahead. I like to kind of get out ahead of myself sometimes. Certainly get out ahead of God sometimes. I just do that. I do that. I overthink things. But saying this day just means, okay, God, I'm trusting you for today. Just for today. We remember our spiritual ancestors, the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt and they're in the wilderness and they had seen God's mighty hand do tremendous miracles. And I mean, imagine seeing the Red Sea part, walk across on dry land, all of these amazing things. And then they got out and they got a little bit hungry and they started to get grumpy. Do you know anybody that gets grumpy when they get hungry? Uh, okay, I didn't ask you to raise your hands, but some of you volunteered that anyway. I'll, I'll admit, I'll admit that I get a little grumpy. So they, they put together a let's go back to Egypt committee. Well, I don't know that they did that. But I imagine that they did. And they started thinking, boy, back in Egypt, we had all the bread we wanted to eat. 
It was like the buffet at Western Sizzling. It's just all you could eat. It was so. And so Moses turned to God and said, God, what am I going to do with these people? And God said, okay, I'm going to give you bread from heaven. I'm going to give you bread from heaven. It's called, they call it manna. Manna means what is it, by the way. So if you go over to somebody's house and they serve you something and you're not sure what it is, you could say, it's manna. What is it? But every morning they would go out and there would the manna be. And do you remember the conditions? They had to gather enough just for one day. Except on the sixth day they could get twice as much so they didn't have to work on the Sabbath. But just for today, just for today, the daily bread. And you know there's always got to be that one guy. There's always the one guy who says, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to get three days worth. Because I'm going to be kind of busy tomorrow. I may not have time to gather my manna. So I'm going to get, you know what happened if you got more than just one day's worth? It turned rotten and had worms in it. Ew. But it was God's way of saying, I'm giving you what you need for today. Live one day at a time. That's how the days come to us anyway, just one at a time. It reminds me of the serenity prayer. We had at another church I served, we had a Celebrate Recovery ministry and uh, wonderful Christ-centered 12-step program. Every week when we met, we prayed the serenity prayer. Do you know that one? You probably have it on a coffee mug somewhere, I bet. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That's what you have on your coffee mug. But did you know there's a whole second part of that prayer that's really powerful? The prayer continues saying this, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. Living one day at a time. Enjoying one moment at a time. Give us this day. And then the last phrase is our daily bread. Our daily bread. Bread is more than just bread in the Bible. It symbolizes everything we need for life. Everything we need for abundance. We know when Jesus was tempted in the desert to turn the stones to bread, he quoted the Old Testament and said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Bread. When we sang earlier, break thou the bread of life, we were talking about the word of God. We're talking about the living word. Bread symbolizes everything that God provides for all the life that we need, not just food in our stomach. When we have communion, we have bread because Jesus broke the bread at the Last Supper. He said, this is my body broken for you. We need more than just physical bread, right? We need what Jesus did for us. We need redemption. So when we take that little piece of bread on Communion Sunday, we take it not to fill up our stomach, but to fill up our hearts. And bread in the, in the Bible times was a sign of community and fellowship. It was a sign of, of a truce. When you broke bread with somebody at their table, you were saying, I'm not going to attack you, and you're not going to attack me. 
we are looking after each other's best interests. To break bread was a sign of community. That's why Judas Iscariot's betrayal was so terrible because it was in the context of having broken bread with Jesus. Jesus broke the bread and he handed it to him. Bread was life. That's why Jesus said in John 6, 35, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. At our deep, deep down soul level, we need that bread of life together. Give us this day our daily bread. God wants us to never forget where our bread comes from. To always remember that he is our provider and that his grace is sufficient for us. Give us this day our daily bread. Help us to remember God that it is by your hand that we are fed one day at a time. Let's pray. God, you are Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. And it is by your hand that we receive everything that we need for life and godliness. Thank you for providing for us. Thank you for going ahead of us and preparing the way. Help us to trust you daily for what we need. And help us to be willing to work, Lord, to put feet and hands to our prayers so that we don't just say, give me what I need. We say, give us what we need. And then we go about helping, helping our communities look a little bit more like heaven, helping see others have their daily bread too. We ask all this in the name of the one who said, I am the bread of life, even our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Will you stand and join me as we sing our closing hymn? Our closing